Good afternoon and welcome back to the Happily Altered After podcast. I feel like it has been a lifetime since my last episode and I apologize to all of you for that. I think we were on quite a roll uh, and had some really great guests on the podcast. But as many of you know, I am in startup mode with my company, eWedded, and I was really trying to get the Happily Altered After book published, which I am happy to say is done. Uh, so yes, yeah, so the hard copy and the EPUB were published in mid-September, and uh, they are available on lulu.com right now. That's where I published, but they'll be available on all the other major book outlets over the next handful of weeks. So if you're interested in purchasing a book, you can actually go to the eWedded um, website and access the book there right from the homepage or any of our social media pages, Instagram, uh, Facebook, my personal Instagram page. So um, if you want to get it for yourself or get a gift for a bride-to-be. I'm actually kind of thrilled that it just got published because we're getting into uh, or getting ready to head into engagement season. About 40% of all wedding proposals take place between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day. So it's the perfect time to uh, publish a wedding book and it does make for a perfect gift whether it's just to say congratulations or a bridal shower present or maybe for the engagement party. So if you know anyone that is getting married, um, it really does make a great gift. And, and I have to say it is beautiful. I, I wrote it, but I did not design it. I, I hired an amazing company um, to design the book for me. And then I had just really incredible contributors that provided content and photos for the book. Um, so it's, 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 it would make a great coffee table <laughs> accent as well. So it is out and I'm super, super excited about that. Um, so what can you expect from the book? And for those of you that are, are listening to this for the first time, the title is obviously a play on happily ever after. Um, the altered piece really speaks to two things. Uh, First is, I firmly believe that the alterations process is as important, if not more important, than purchasing your wedding gown, because you will only feel radiant and beautiful and the best you've ever felt if your wedding gown fits you perfectly. And the only way for that to be achieved is to have... Um, just an exceptional alterations process. <laughs> uh, and so the book really guides you from the time that you get your ring on your finger until you have left the bridal shop with a gown in hand or wherever you've purchased your, your bridal gown from and have gone through an alterations process and you are ready to walk down the aisle. Um, it's, it's filled with my experiences as a, somebody who owned a bridal shop for 13 years and was in the industry dressing brides for 16 years, but I've also included real stories from women who've already said I do, the, the things that, that they loved about finding their wedding gown, the things that were a challenge for them. Um, they also provide some planning tips for you. And then there's a chapter that's essentially written by wedding planners who had to masterfully dodge uh, wedding day mishaps with a bride in her wedding gown. 
And certainly we hope that that does not happen to you. <laughs> but if by any chance you have a gown crisis <laughs> on the day of your wedding, this book is filled with how to handle that, all of the things that could potentially come up and, and how you can get through them stress-free and still with a smile on your face. There's also a planning timeline at the end of the book. So it's kind of planner uh, and book wrapped into one. And there's a glossary of terms as well, because you know, for most people that are going into the planning process, they've never done this before. They don't know all the terminology. They don't know how to navigate the lingo, the wedding lingo. So the book does that for you. Um, there's a chapter completely dedicated on how to handle the mothers. <laughs> Um, whether it's a mother figure or your mother as you're going through planning. Uh, I write a very nice letter to your prospective bridesmaids on how they should be, um, how, what basically what their etiquette should be. And uh, it's just filled with lots of fun nuggets and, and really just bold, truthful, honest um, information on how to make this experience the absolute best it can possibly be. And I really felt like it was necessary because for most women, the gown is the focal point to her planning. It may not be for you, but the majority of women, the, the, the detail that looms heavy on their heart and is the most um, intricate part of the entire wedding is her wedding gown. And so I really felt like it was necessary to get this book out here and to really impart my experience for you on that. So I hope that you will read it and, and I hope you'll write a review or shoot me an email and tell me what you think. So um, it, was, it was just a surreal moment to hold the book in my hand. Um, that was a three years in the making to get this book to, to market. So I'm very, very excited. Uh, and eWedded is coming along. Um, I have learned through this process that building a global marketplace um, is a lot like building a house. <laughs> it's a lot like working with contractors. Uh, it's a lot like planning a wedding. You know, there are ups and downs and uh, moments to pause. I know for, for, for many couples this year, they have either had to postpone their wedding um, or change things up a bit. So there's a lot of parallels in getting a new business like mine off the ground uh, and, and planning a wedding. So I've had to be very patient. I've had to uh, remember what's really important, the long-term um, benefits of, of pulling things back a little bit and looking at the bigger picture. And I think that when you're planning a wedding, those are certainly things that, that you will have to do. Uh, I hope that most of the planning for you is blissful and stress-free and there aren't any hiccups, but the reality is it's a process. And you know, the average engagement I think is 16 months. So to expect that you're gonna go through 16 months without a hiccup, um, you're kind of setting yourself up for, for disappointment. So you know, you've got to surround, you have to have a, just a really good frame of mind and then surround yourself with people who can help you navigate through those very difficult times um, you know we there's that that anticipation and I understand that I I've been building up this anticipation for eWedded for four years <laughs> so uh, it's and I've had to be patient and the reality is that I want the platform to be perfect for the sellers and the buyers if you use eWedded I want you to have 
an incredible user experience. And, um, you know, we get one shot at a, at a great first impression. And so I've kept that in my mind as we're tweaking, we're really kind of just fine tuning. Um, interestingly enough, it's a lot like altering a wedding gown where it's like we're part of our second or third fitting because we're really just fine tuning right now and making things as seamless um, and easy and attractive as we possibly can for our users. So, so it looks like we will be um, beginning to have sellers onboarded beginning November 1st. And then we are scheduled to go live, turn the, I basically say, turn the marketplace on the week before Thanksgiving, which, you know what, in the end is, couldn't be a better time <laughs> because we are, we're basically coming to market right when engagement season kicks in. So all the wedding proposals that take place between Thanksgiving and Valentine's Day, um, you know, the, all, of those, all those people that are getting married will be able to benefit from the e-wedded marketplace. And then anyone that got married and is, you know, looking to repurpose some of their goods will be able to leverage the platform. So it really is turning out exactly the way that I think it was meant to turn out. And I, yeah, I'm kind of relating it back to wedding planning and the time that we're going through right now with our health crisis and our economic crisis, you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, ultimately, I think, you know, you just have to remember that everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. Life unfolds the way that it's supposed to unfold. And there are lessons in everything that we do. Um, there's so many things that happen that are not in our control, but how we respond to those things is really what matters. And I would say that's probably a big piece of advice that I sort of tie in throughout the book is how you respond to the things that happen ultimately determines the experience that you're going to have when you find your wedding gown, um, you know, as you plan for your big day. So, and it is about responding and not reacting um, in times of stress, uh, you know, anticipation for what's coming down the pipeline. It's very natural to be reactive. And oftentimes that just makes us feel worse <laughs> than how we are feeling in that moment. So take a deep breath, step back, put things in perspective, breathe a little bit, and then find a better way to, to respond. So um, there's my nugget of wisdom for you right now. Anyway, uh, I don't have a guest today. I wanted to kind of just recap for you where I've been with everything. And then I, I think y'all know I read a lot. I have tons of conversations with people in the industry. I'm sort of, this is what I do every single day. So I have accrued some information that I think is helpful, particularly for, for anyone getting married in 2021. I'm gonna talk about sort of what, what the trends are and then what are your guests um, expecting when they go to either your wedding or another wedding in the new year. And interestingly enough, as I was writing the notes for this um, episode, I came across a new study by The Knot. <laughs> and it was a study that they, uh, it was a survey that they um, basically sent out to anyone that was going to be a guest at a wedding uh, between now and I believe, you know, the end of 2021. And so here, here are some of the, uh, 
some of the data that they collected, which will be important for you as you're pulling all of your planning details together. So, so the first thing is 70% of guests say they want to know what your health details and plans are before they RSVP. So, so what are you doing to keep your guests safe and healthy, to keep yourself safe and healthy? What is the venue doing? What are the elements that are included that they feel confident that they can check off, yes, we're coming, um, sign us up. So that will be really important as you're carving out um, what your wedding day is gonna look like. This might be information that you could put on your wedding website. Uh, it could be part of your invitation suite. Um, you could do a cool, fun video and send it out to people. I mean, I don't know, you could get creative, but 70% of guests say it's important for them before they RSVP. 50% of guests say they're comfortable um, with a guest count of about 75 people. And I, I know that the micro wedding, the mini-money, like these are new uh, trendy words that we've all created because of the current situation that we're in. Um, but it's, your guests are saying that's what's comfortable for them, right? So I think particularly for the majority of 2021, we are going to be seeing more scaled back affairs, um, smaller, more intimate gatherings, uh, spacious, events so so um, weddings that can kind of trickle through an entire venue or use multiple locations um, and, and your guests will will be very happy <laughs> if you do that 66% um, of them are more comfortable with masks as a requirement and almost the same percentage would prefer a plated dinner um, and I think just for again for health issues, sanit sanitation issues, um, cross-contamination issues. If you can swing a seated dinner, that's probably the way to go. Um, half of your guests prefer, would prefer uh, assigned seating, the other half doesn't care. So I guess you can toss a coin up in the air and figure out what is best for you and your fiance. Um, and then 70% of your guests say they would like the staff to be masked up too. So I think as you're, as you're researching and securing your vendors and your venue um, to make sure that you're all on the same page in terms of mask mandates, right? So, so if you believe heavily in masking, if you believe heavily in, in having um, you know, stations for people to put hand sanitizer on and spacious seating, it's important that your vendors are on the same page as you because the last thing you want is coming up to the 11th hour where you're not on the same page. And that's just gonna make everybody more stressed out. Uh, and then it looks like most of you are planning on having some sort of virtual element to your wedding day, which I think is absolutely brilliant. I, I think that that's something that we're probably going to see stay um, even once we come through this pandemic, uh, because there are people that won't be able to go to your wedding either because the new date that you have rescheduled for doesn't work for their schedule, or maybe they're just still not comfortable being in a, a setting with that many people. Um, so so if you if you can um, add a virtual element, I think that you will be good to go and your guests will be very, very happy. 
So I am recording this just a week or so after New York Bridal Fashion Week. Um, I, I was fortunate enough to get into a few virtual fashion shows um, and even and saw some runway shows for Barcelona um, Bridal Fashion Week. And, you know, here's the thing I love about wedding industry professionals is that no matter what's going on in the world, they, they champion around beauty <laughs> and around, um, you know, just, just effortless elegance and nothing gets compromised. You know, things might get scaled back. And I think that we are absolutely at a point where we're simplifying and editing and honing what a wedding looks like. But style is not compromised at all. So I'm excited to see uh, uh, the new brides that are gonna come down the aisle um, in 2021 and some of the designs that, that really spoke to me as I was watching the fashion shows. But I think in general, um, you know, it is a nod to simpler times. I mean, I, the way that I have categorized or defined what I saw on the runway is quiet elegance, right? Cerebral chic. So we all need calm in our life right now. We need to sort of just step back and appreciate the beauty that surrounds us. Uh, and particularly outside, because so many of us have spent more time outside simply because of what's going on in the world. And that is totally reflective in, in bridal fashion. Um, that is a theme that, that you will see for the, the next season. Um, and it's, it's just the structure and the movement and the architecture of these, of these garments is absolutely breathtaking. So if you are getting married and you have not found your wedding gown yet, um, I hope you're not discouraged at all. There's absolutely stunning, stunning fashion um, that's gonna be available to you. I saw a lot of jumpsuits and rompers, um, two-piece ensembles, convertible pieces, right? Because again, it is about um, you know making it easy, right? And and having fashion that speaks to whatever type of affair uh, or nuptials you're going to have. And for some people, that's going to the justice of the peace, or having a wedding in their backyard, uh, or just gathering a bunch of friends and, and, and having a wedding at a trendy rooftop restaurant. So the fashion has to kind of speak to all of the different types of weddings that we're going to see. And so um, I was so excited to see the diversity in style and, and options. Um, I would have to say my favorite trend in the 2021 uh, bridal gowns was detachable sleeves. Um, and I mean like kind of billowy, <laughs> bigger, prominent sleeves that sort of just came off the shoulder and just just kind of hugged the arm from from the bicep to the forearm uh really really beautiful and soft and and elegant and i think a, a really nice feature that wouldn't overpower almost any bride so if you're somebody that's into sleeves or and wants to do something a little bit different there's going to be plenty of options for you with the detachable sleeve um so uh get excited <laughs> i know i am um 
one of the things that I have done since the book has come out and I'm rearing up for eWedded is I have joined a bunch of Facebook groups with brides to be. That has been super fun and completely eye-opening. Um, but it's been great to just kind of jump into conversations and, you know, lend my expertise and advice on, on um, their planning questions. Most of the conversation is centered around the dress. A lot of it is, I have a top five, help me narrow down, or here's my top three, help me narrow down. So that's been fun to see what y'all are doing um, and where your head's at and some of, the, some of the issues or questions that seem to be popular going into the new year. And so one of the conversations that I hopped in on was uh, a bride had asked, you know, I don't really want to carry a traditional bouquet for many reasons, but um, I think one was allergies and the other was that it's just, you know, flowers are expensive. And depending on what type of flower you want and what time of year and what the bouquet is gonna look like, they can be very expensive. And so if you're somebody that is, um, has to be really aware of their budget and where you wanna spend and flowers is just not one of those things, what are some other ways that you can, uh, reflect tradition by carrying something in front of you as you walk down the aisle without it actually being a floral bouquet. And so these were some of the answers or suggestions, I should say, that other brides offered up. Um, the first is food. <laughs> so like a donut or a lollipop bouquet. And I distinctly remember responding to one bride saying, I would eat that before I even got down the aisle. Like, I, I, it's adorable. Go look one up on Pinterest, a donut bouquet or a lollipop bouquet. But without a doubt, probably my stress level, I would chow down on that before I even got down the aisle and it might even be on my dress. So if you have the uh, willpower to not <laughs> nosedive into a candied um, or sweet bouquet, then, then go for it. One of my favorites, because I'm a huge dog lover, uh, really I'm an animal lover, but I'm a huge dog lover, is carrying a puppy or another type of adorable furry friend down the aisle with you. Um, so, you know, if you maybe, this is something, maybe you and your uh, future spouse need something that really solidifies your union, right? Like forget about the unity candle. <laughs> maybe you're gonna unify your love and your marriage by getting a puppy. I think that's a great idea. Um, one that made me chuckle was cannabis. So, you know, that would definitely start a really great party. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. So uh, it might not be, you know, like up your alley and it may not be legal depending on what state you live in, but if you're in a state where it's legal, then hey, go for it, cannabis. Um, and then going back to food, but fruits and veggies like apples, berries, artichoke, I've actually, you know, I went on to Pinterest and I looked at some because they're really, really, really beautiful. Uh, so that's a great way to, I think, incorporate your color palette and offer a really cool bouquet without it being floral. Um, feathers, lanterns, a dream catcher wreath. Never seen one of those before, but it sounds really cool. I love the idea of herbs, um, parasols, a button bouquet, and then a theme. So if you're getting married like at Christmas, right? Maybe you do something with really great bulbs of some sort. Or if you're getting married on the beach, 
you could potentially do some sort of bouquet with seashells or starfish or some sort of, you know, uh, sea urchins or I don't know, <laughs> something beachy. But um, so, you know, you could tie it back to the type of wedding that you envision for yourself. I like the idea of fans, that was pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, something to consider that's very sentimental where you're not carrying something down the aisle is going arm in arm with, with two people that you love. So maybe it's your mother and your father giving you away, or maybe it's your grandparents giving you away. Or if you have children already before you get married, then have your children um, take either side of your hand and walk you down the aisle. I mean, nothing is more beautiful than the sentiment um, and expression of, of loved ones walking you down the aisle. So that, that I thought was uh, pretty, pretty cool. Um, and then uh, if you have other suggestions, feel free to uh, you know, shoot those over to me. You can message me on Facebook um, or even through the website, you can send messages to me from, from the eWedded website. And then um, the wedding question of the week, I'm gonna start doing those, was presented by a bride who was kind of freaking out because she doesn't want her fiance's ex girlfriend to come to the wedding. <laughs> that resulted in a very, very deep conversation between these brides-to-be. And, and I would say it was probably a 50-50 split where half the brides were like, it doesn't really matter to me. I love, our love is stronger than any ex being there. Uh, and then the other half was like, hell no, <laughs> I don't want any exes being at the wedding. So I would, I'm interested to know your take. Uh, what, what's your thought process on that? Uh, and again, if you want to shoot me an email, reach out to me on social media, however you want to get in touch with me, I will chit chat about that on a future episode once I get some um, feedback from y'all. Personally, me, it wouldn't bother me. Uh, it, and I've been married twice and it didn't bother me the first time and it didn't bother me the second time. And I do believe that if you are confident in who you are, confident in who you are with your future spouse, it shouldn't be an issue. If the strength is there, if the bond is there, but I also think it's something that you need to decide together, right? So as you are building out your guest list you should just put it on the table are we having x's or are we not having x's because i think it needs to kind of be standard across the board um you know but no surprises essentially is it, it should be a conversation similar to are we going to have children or aren't we going to have children at our wedding and that will we'll talk about that on another episode because i have plenty of opinions on that as well so um Let's continue the conversation, these Facebook groups. If you, if you are getting married and you're newly engaged, I do highly recommend Facebook groups. The, I, I, I have to say these women, and it's mostly women, there are some men that are in these groups, but they really are like champion for each other and they, they, they're supporting each other. And I think that's really important right now. I mean, I think it's important anytime, but right now, simply because of the climate that we're in and, and there's been so many people that have had to change up their plans that people have their tribe, right? They have, they have found a community of, of people that can support them. And so 
I think that that's great. I, I highly recommend looking into joining a Facebook group. Um, and plus, it's, it's really fun looking at other brides' wedding dresses <laughs> and engagement rings. I've been having a blast. Anyway, uh, a couple of other notes to look out for uh, that, again, I'll keep you abreast of, but um, I can't share it now because it hasn't published yet, but I am a contributor in a piece that is going to publish on an online platform uh, about what you would say to your daughter on her wedding day. And um, in a future episode, I'll share with you. And it was great that this opportunity presented itself to me because I have a daughter. I mean, she's not in anywhere marrying age. She's, she's a teenager. Uh, she'll be 16 in February. But I really had to think about like, what are the words that I would want to impart on her the day she walks down the aisle? And it was like emotional. It was, it really was um, a special <laughs> time for me to write that out. And so after it's published, I will share it obviously on all our social media outlets, but I will, I'll talk about it on um, the podcast. And if there are mothers listening to this, I'd love to know what you said to your daughter on her wedding day. And I hope it wasn't run for the hills. No, <laughs> I certainly hope it wasn't run for the hills. But, uh, or if you're, if you have a daughter who's getting married, what are, what's the thought? What do you think is your motherly wisdom that you are going to share um, with your daughter on her wedding day? Uh, and then the last thing is, um, it's probably not going to be for a couple of months, but I am going to be a guest on somebody else's podcast. Um, it's the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, uh, which I'm super excited about. We're actually planning the um, details of my interview. So it'll be fun to be interviewed by somebody else uh, on, um, on that podcast. So once I know that that is going to go live, I will share that with you. And I believe most of the interview is going to be centered around the book, right? So, so what, what are the details um, that would intrigue a bride, right, to, to buy the book? What, what, why do they need that to, to go through their planning process? So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, and then the last thing before I wrap it up is if you go to the eWedded website, which is eWedded.com, E-W-E-D-D-E-D.com, you can access all of the Happily Altered After podcast episodes there. Uh, you can purchase the book straight from the website. And we have a new link um, that is in the news. And, and that page is going to be filled with any articles that I have been a contributor in, um, any articles that I have written myself, and interviews of me. Like, so anytime I've been on somebody else's podcast, and whether it's talking about business or weddings, so, um, you know, it, you can get planning information and just life <laughs> information. I talk a lot about just the journey of entrepreneurship and then, you know, managing businesses with children, all of the things that most of us are going through in life right now. Right. Uh, so, um, you can check that page out anytime we're building it now. I think the only thing that's on there at the moment is actually a piece that I was contributor in about what is the steps that you take if you want to have a bridesman? Okay. How, how is, how is having a bridesman different from having a bridesmaid? And are there specific, um, uh, sort of requirements 
details, expectations of a bridesman versus a bridesmaid. Really fun article that I got to be part of. I did not write it. I was the contributor in that article. Um, but for those of you that are considering having a bridesman or, or if uh, your fiance is having a woman on his side, it's a great piece to refer to to help you kind of navigate through the nuances of um, having a, a diverse uh, bridal party. So anyway, it's good to be back here. Uh, it's good to be chit-chatting weddings and looking on to the new year. You know, I cannot believe we are in the last quarter of 2020, but I am sure I am not the only one that is super happy about that. <laughs> I know that we will go into 2021 with still some challenges. I mean, we don't have a vaccine yet for, for COVID. Um, you know, the econ economy still has moments of instability, but you know, one of my favorite quotes that I've read and I've heard and I've seen in articles is love is not canceled. Okay. So your love that you have for your spouse, the planning that you are embarking on, whether you've had to shift your wedding date or you just got a ring on it and you're planning your wedding date. Um, that to me is the silver lining and sort of the dark cloud that looms over us with some of these other things. And, and Take time to find the message and the meaning and the lessons that exist in planning your life with the person you love during a time of adversity and turmoil. Uh, I, I believe firmly that if you can get through this with them and your love intact, you can conquer life together. I mean, hands down. So I, I think that, um, to me, that's some real beauty right there. And I'm just excited to be with you alongside you along the way, whether it is as a resource from the book to the marketplace. Uh, my goal is to just make things brighter and better for you as you um, plan for the biggest day of your life. So let's stay in touch. Again, there's multiple ways for you to correspond with me. Uh, and if you're a wedding professional that's listening to the podcast, I'm always looking for get guests, new perspectives, new voices, people that may have a unique um, niche in, in the industry. Uh, and so I'd love to have you on and just have a really great conversation that's filled with um, really awesome information and tools that our couples can latch onto as they're planning for their wedding day. All right, everybody, you take care.